Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Screen Heroes. My name is Ray and I am one of your regular weekly hosts. I am joined by two very handsome men, Ryan Hello. and Derek. Hi. How are you guys? Doing okay. Yeah? yeah. Doing okay. Long week. There. Long week. <laughs> but I'm glad that we're actually face to face because it's I the know. first time in like three weeks. Yeah. yeah. Kansas weather, right? I know. And, and apparently we're not done with it, so whatever. Yeah, so just... sad, sad news to all the local kids who will have to go to school tomorrow. <laughs> First Wednesday. Even though it's Wednesday, yeah. I mean, I thought at this point they just get every Wednesday off. Uh, a friend of mine's kid uh, figured that out, actually, and volunteered to do something he didn't want to do as long as it could be on Wednesdays because he didn't think he'd have to go. <laughs> wow. Fantastic. Well, he's in trouble now. Smart kid. He's in, he's in fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So we, yeah, we've had some crazy episodes uh, done online, not in person. Um, are you guys watching anything cool right now? I finished Umbrella Academy. Yeah, oh, you did. Mm-hmm. Nice. Overall, and weird. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those shows where, like, you think you're getting an answer to a question, and you do. But then also 17 other questions just now popped up and they it just like builds and builds and builds and there's not really an ending to the season. It's just kind of like it just opens more more uh, doors than you had open in the beginning and you don't really know what's going on. So they did confirm it for a season two, so okay. it's going to get a season two. But then the other week you told me uh, when I said I liked Luther and yeah. Luther was an interesting character to me, you said, well, have they gone into his, you know, backstory yet? And they've... And I was really looking forward to it because you told me that it was so interesting. I don't know if they toned it down or changed it for the show, but it was not nearly as interesting on the show. Oh, I'm so sorry. As it was. In the, well, it was very disappointing. Like, if it was that cool, they should have put it in the show. I don't yeah. know what the comics were, but in the show, it was not. It was like, you go off on a mission, you come back. Hey, we got to save your life. There you go. Maybe they're stretching it out. I don't know. So, I... I watched the first two episodes. I read the first 12 issues of the comic book. Um, like right around, the, or you like you did read it in the past. Yeah, I read that. it in the past. So I'm not remembering everything, but the just from watching the first two episodes, they're including things from both collections. The first collection of six issues, the second collection of six issues. So they are doing a hodgepodge of storytelling and... 
I, I fear that they're going to like really tone it down with all the characters because they're all effing weird. But I also feel like because of some of the star power, they're going to want to keep as many alive for a long time. And like, spoiler alert for the comics, Gerard Way just like quite often. So um, it the comic's way weirder than the show. Just way Yeah, weirder. I heard that they changed a lot of stuff for the show. But the, my favorite thing that's come out of the show is all the Luther memes. <laughs> Like they put Luther's head on the kingpin from Into the Spider Verse. So funny! It's like I can't get enough of those memes. Everybody hates that character, but I ended up really liking his character. But everybody likes uh, Klaus, and I I like Klaus. But the comedic relief. Yeah, and I mean he has a a much more deep storyline, I think, than a lot of the other characters. You know. Anytime you get into drug addiction and, you know, talking to the dead, which yeah. is his power. That's not a spoiler because you get that in episode one. Right. Um, you know, and drinking in order to not see the dead. Yeah. You know, things like that. It's a really dark and interesting character. So he got he gets more screen time and everybody likes him. But uh, I'll be curious to know what you guys... Are you watching it too or no? I haven't watched it okay. yet. I probably will get around to it at some point. I, uh, I however, uh, started a new show. Not sure if you guys have heard of it or not. Uh, it's called Bob's Burgers. <laughs> I don't um, think I've heard of it. Kind of that. obscure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel only like been out for like six years or something. Eight or, years. Is it man? eight now? Yeah, yeah it's not, eight. Nine. No. Season nine is on now. It came out in 2011. Uh huh. 2019 minus Math 2011 equals eight years. Good job. I'm I'm smarter. Tell us about Banana Bob's Burgers. To, that's, not, that's not how that time. Okay. It's in season nine now. So. Correct. But, you, you know, do. America's Next Top Model has been on since 2003 and it has 25 seasons. So. Well, then it must be 2028. Tell us about Bob's Burgers <laughs> and your experience with Bob's Burgers, Derek. No, it's fine. Let's move on. All right. So. <laughs> What about you? Are you watching anything, Rachel? I started Umbrella Umbrella Academy. Academy. I was the one that got him doing Bob's Burgers. See, what happens is I need to watch a show while I craft. So I start a show uh, that I don't think he's going to have any interest in. He sits down on the couch and starts watching it. And then he has to go back and start it at the beginning. What, okay, so what about Bob's Burgers did you think I wasn't going to enjoy? Yeah, I feel I like anything it. about that show Derek would have liked. <laughs> like, at this point, like, I mean, it's like it's impossible to watch everything and still have, like, a job, right? Unless your job is to watch everything. So this was a show I missed, right? So sure. once I see it, I mean, what about it would I not have enjoyed? I just didn't think it was something special I needed to share with you, especially since it's been out for eight years. It's hurtful. Yeah. Anyway. First no, of all, fine. I would not have watched Umbrella Academy while I'm trying to craft because no. you have to. That's a terrible mistake. <laughs> I, you have to pay attention to what's going on. I turned it on. I looked down at the glue gun and something else was going on. And I was like, well, fuck me. Yeah, like, I just missed the entire story <laughs> for the episode. Yeah. This is horrible. So, yeah. Have you guys I, watched Doom Patrol at all? Yes. Yes. Okay, we are so caught you're up cur- on, current on Doom Patrol. What are you thinking of that There so are far? only two shows that we're current on right now. Um, Doom Patrol is fantastic. It is weird as hell. And I I like what DC Universe is doing. I want them to lean into it. I want them to lean into the sorry uh, into the gore, into the violence, into the weirdness. Like just go for it. Go balls to the wall yeah. on, on it. Because like between Titans being fun and all of us wanting more story out of it, 
Young Justice doing things that cartoons haven't done in a really long time. I still haven't watched Young Justice yet. And then but. Doom Patrol just being incredibly good. I, I just really like. Cyborg's height threw me off because it, he's short it, yeah but but he's also compared to robot man who's very tall so derek pointed out that like tall guys wouldn't be linebackers and that's always what cyborg was on that's the football true. team so or running backs it, he's yeah, usually he's sure. usually portrayed as a, as a running back type there you go guy. sorry and running backs are usually now there's there's exceptions like adrian peterson's kind of they're like short a for a guy, football player though i mean some is, of them are just like most of the big of the big time running backs are under six foot right but i mean so, it's, when the average human male is like five foot nine or something i mean yeah but still tall out here in the midwest where we are it's that's not the average height for a guy right okay. so most of like most of the people are big here well it's right? just so, it threw me off because cyborg is constantly portrayed as the tallest big. of all the titans yeah. characters so yep. it was just weird to see him be much shorter than not just Robot Man, but uh, Negative Man, mm-hmm. and um, I mean he's eye to eye with uh, Elastigirl, Elast- yeah, Elastigirl Woman, Woman. So, yeah, I, I guess I had always just assumed in you know, the cartoon versions of him that the robot body made him bigger, yeah. right? Like I assume the legs had stilts in it or something. But he just doesn't have that type of intense prosthetics in the, on the show for whatever reason probably budget reasons <laughs> yeah you know so that that's fine um they the show's did, good though yeah. i really like I it i love that robot man's like entire uh entire script is like what the fuck <laughs> like a, a different variations of that and that's like his and holy shit like those are the two things he Brendan just fraser delivers like, like, so I, I do yeah. like how he is basically the conscience of the group though yeah. right like yeah he when did, he doesn't actually have a heart Exactly. Yeah. Right. That's the point, though. You know, he did some bad things when he was probably a depressed human being, and now that he has a second chance, a second lease on life, right? He's trying to do the right thing. He's trying to be a good guy, and all these kind of not so good guys around him. Um, he's trying to rally. And I love yeah. Crazy James Power that turns words into like so solid so cool. Yeah, it's portrayed real. I, I kind of and you can kind of tell that the CG is not as TV level on it. Like Correct. I kind of yeah. wish I would. I'm it would be. You little bit you know i would love to see it in a movie the practical effects that they bring on is much better than the cg that they have which is why i'm overall happy with the way cyborg looks he would look really bad in a mocap suit with their budget but the prosthetics that he has is great the only thing i don't like is his eye his eye like in robot man has the same problem is that his eyes kind of get washed out sometimes when they're doing outdoor shots when it should be like glowing bright red um but other than that's a small complaint everything else looks really good about it are we reviewing that show Ever or we no. certainly can when the well, season's over. Well, I didn't over. want we to talk Titans, about it too much. If so we could, yeah. yeah. No, I think we should huh? when the season's over. That would be good. Um, but Write a Swamp Thing review in there, too, because I'm going to be reviewing that no, myself, by myself, if you guys aren't uh, into it. <laughs> you know we're into it. I'm the, I'm the DC guy at the table. That's like true. That's what I'm really into, you know? Yeah, um, so you love seeing this. Although DC TV has been pretty, like, Arrow, you can say whatever yeah, about Arrow has been good for a long time. But, yeah, yeah, so this is just their... It's nice that it's all at home, and yeah. they can do whatever they want. They can bring Batman in on Titans. They can, you know... Well, they're getting bigger budgets. Like, the CW only can only do so much with a full 25-episode season and a CW budget, right? Yeah. I feel like they would benefit a lot by cutting it down to, like, 15 episodes. I think their stories would be tighter. They wouldn't suffer from the CW 
plague of unnecessary drama. They also get, like, the villain of the week problem. Yeah. And they don't need that. That works for Supernatural. The fangirls It worked on Smallville, kind of. The fangirls keep those shows going. and I think it worked early on for Arrow when it was the show and it didn't have this massive universe of stuff going on. But now it's just, it's too hard to keep up on everything. You know, um, like, I, I like the way that Star Trek's doing it with a 15, it had a 15 episode season one for Discovery, season two is 14 episodes, the Picard show is going to be 10 episodes for its season. It's very easy, it's very Netflix style, right? Like, you can go through and watch that in a weekend if you want to, yeah. but a season of Arrow or a season of Flash, I mean, it's 25-ish hours a piece for yeah. a season. And really, there's about three minutes of each episode that are actually part of the overarching story. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, so when you add the fact that you've got... You know, Supergirl sometimes involved, and Legends of Tomorrow is sometimes involved, and Batwoman's getting her own show, and then there's Black Lightning off on his own. I mean, that's five shows that you have to keep up on. That's you know, it's it's a over a hundred episodes. Which a is why I think if you cut it down to fifteen episodes, you could do a spring show, uh, two of them going at the same time, two summer shows going at the same time, two fall shows going at the same time. Take the winter off. Yeah, that, I mean that's the way they should do it. But right now we're kind of in a in a space where we're getting so many uh, sh- different shows across different platforms, you know, yeah. now with the DC TV shows and the CW shows, and so I mean, really, you like you guys don't watch Arrow and Flash and Legends anymore, really, because you Fall don't have time. Yeah. yeah, there's Supergirl or any of those. Because and then you still have Gotham finishing up. I'm on Fox I'm still and... watching Gotham, and I'm halfway th- or I'm caught up on almost every CW show. I don't watch Supergirl anymore, which is sad, but I don't and. Uh, Black Lightning I never watched, but... Well, and then on top of that, we have Watchmen's coming down the pipe, and that's also a DC property on another mm-hmm. channel. That'll be HBO, right? So sure. it's just very difficult to well, keep up. Well, you're going to subscribe to HBO to watch the final season of Game of Thrones, aren't you? Maybe. I'm a couple seasons behind now because you don't watch it, so it's difficult for me to keep up with it. So we'll, that's we'll see. That's what you could be watching while I'm not here. Not Bob's Burgers. <laughs> yeah, Derek. <laughs> but Get I your ha- shit together. I only, have to, I only have to pay, like... 40 to 50 percent attention to a half hour cartoon versus like game of thrones i feel like i need you really to can't like zone out on a cartoon 60 70 like percent interest in, in game of thrones you know i can't yeah. do a whole i can't like work and watch game of thrones i can work with midnight you know, pearl is asking about watchmen on hbo yes they're doing a they're doing a watchmen uh series yes it's a HBO. sequel to the graphic novel jeremy um, irons is playing ozymandias so it's better the, casting than the movie yeah. Matthew Good was the weakest part of that. It and wasn't even his fault, though, really. It's no. just they cast an evil-looking person <laughs> as the person that you're supposed to be surprised when he's the bad guy. Yeah. No, it was definitely not surprising. But this is a sequel to the graphic novel, not the film. Not that there's a whole lot of differences, Other than but the there, entire are, ending. there are differences. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine it means that Rorschach's dead. Well, that's a bummer. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's dead. Did you guys not think no? Of I didn't. That? I, I, no, I really thought it through. It's been a long time since I've read the graphic novel. I've yeah. watched the movie more recently, so. Still not. I mean, Night Owl is always my favorite character, so as long as he's around, I'm good with it. Now, do you th- since it's a sequel to the comic book, do you think they'll have him and um, Silk Spectre, Lori, Lori be uh, Silk Spectre too? Yeah, be blondes because they're in witness protection. I don't know. Maybe. Right? Interesting. Oh well. I don't know how they'll how they'll stick to the source material, but this is supposed closely. to kind of be a, a its own thing. There isn't know? source material yeah. for this, I don't think. Is no. there? I mean, I know that Watchmen has a big part in the current 
DC comics. Uh, it's not following. But it's not this. That. No, it's not following. What... I saw a panel from that, and I'm yeah. like, what is Dr. Manhattan doing there here? There was some small individual comics that took place in between the Minutemen and the Watchmen, um, featuring, like, Lori. But not after. Yeah, no, there's... This is this is new territory. And the, the DC stuff, so when DC went through... Um, convergence. Yeah, Convergence, they decided to make... Not just all of DC canon, but also bring in anything tangential to it, which included Watchmen. And, and basically, Vertigo, like all the... They, they haven't done properties. too much of that yet, but they basically made Dr. Manhattan like the controller of the universe. Yeah, and, and just recently the Justice League Dark is running into him in the well, comic books, so I mean, be sure to look for that. Sandman's a big Vertigo title, mm-hmm. but you know, death is a much bigger part of the DC universe now, even though Sandman's not, and... Yeah, you know Lucifer comes from the Sandman comics, and Lucifer's. That's a good point. Now, uh, it got saved by Hulu. Is that I forgot correct? that's another show on another streaming platform. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. I like Lucifer. Sort of watching it a while back. Oh yeah, it's definitely not a quality thing. It's just there you go. Now you need you need Hulu too. You know to keep up. And I will. well, if you didn't already have Hulu, then come on. No, but I mean it's Picture just another good. platform, right? Yeah, you know, in order to watch everything DC, you have to have CW, CBS. Or CW, Fox, um, Hulu, and then soon HBO. And DC Universe. What do you need Fox for? Gotham. Gotham's on Hulu. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess release the very next day so you don't have to worry about it. CW also, those shows go on to CW Network for free. And you can get them on Netflix and... uh, and Hulu, I think. You can watch them on the CW app without cable? Yes. Oh, okay. I thought thought you had to uh, verify cable. I don't have cable. Okay. All right, so uh, let's kind of talk about the Shazam trailer. That's the Woo! biggest news. Let's talk about the Shazam trailer. Shazam game. That was such a fun trailer. I really liked it. Yeah, I think it was a good, like, it was really good for the mass audience that mm-hmm. doesn't know anything about the character. I think that it's going to draw people in. Kids are going to think it's great, and yeah. adults are going to go, this looks pretty fun. None of the jokes fell flat. Nope. Uh, everything hit. Zachary Levi is a treasure and the perfect casting and I wasn't I didn't know him at first but now having seen these trailers his per, his facial with the Lucky Land Slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so I suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Expressions are dead on as a kid, like trying to be an adult, even though he looks like exactly like an adult. Yeah. Uh, the scene where he asked for the beer, your finest <laughs> so beer, good. and he's like so proud of himself. It, the it's I can't wait to see it in a full feature length format. I mean, it's like I'm very excited. The uh, the Captain Sparkle Fingers joke I found oh. particularly funny because they, they can't call him Captain Marvel, right? You know, but they're not going to totally ignore that. So. Yeah, yeah, Captain Sparkle Fingers. No, no, that's not it. That's not it. Yeah, that's so, so great. 
<laughs> you didn't get any uh, real hints to the family. You didn't no. get... Uh, so, the only nod is that uh, if you've paid attention to the toy releases, you know that's his foster family. Right. That's... that's and the it. casting... F- if you look at like the side by side for the foster kids and the co- what they look like in the comic books, they did a really great job casting. Everybody yeah. looks dead on yeah, to their comic counterparts. And the great yeah. thing about the Shazam family is that you get a Latino boy, you get a black girl, you get a uh, handicapped kid, you get like I think there's a uh, an Asian I don't know what Asian woman. Yeah, yeah no, she's like seventeen, eighteen. I thought no, it's a boy. There's that Mary Marvel. Oh, Mary Marvel also, but there's a there's a boy that wears gray. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Um, when he gets into the suit, but he's there's a lot there. I mean, this character this character's looked over a lot. You know, it's it's weird to think that this he was more successful than Superman at one point. And that's yeah. how he was bought by DC. But uh, there's a lot of stuff in that lore that they can pull from. I mean, they could kind like. They could basically make their own little universe of just Shazam stuff if they really wanted to. Um, And there's not going to be a whole lot of expectation because the average person has no clue. But how great is it going to be for all these kids that go and see it and they're like, holy crap, there's a kid that looks like me. Yeah. And I didn't even know. Like, you go into Black Panther knowing. Yeah. You know, it's going to take place in Africa, you know. But in this, it looks like another white guy as the superhero, but he's... Yeah, you know, I granted well, the, the white whole... guy is giving the powers to to these other kids. But... I mean, that was the whole point of Shazam to begin with was to make kids feel like superheroes themselves, and that's why Shazam started outselling uh, Superman for a while. Yeah, because more relatable. Comic books are for kids. But <laughs> DC <laughs> uh, bought them up and bankrupted them. <laughs> Meh. <laughs> details right yeah the trailer looks great uh, yeah, savannah looks, looks really cool mm-hmm. um yeah i mean I, at this point people were like you didn't you didn't give us much new footage like guys just do you need is it? that the complaint really like the we're not giving away long. enough of the movie yeah like let's just let's wait like I marvel wanna... is doing the same thing with endgame we've gotten all the footage we've gotten is from the first like 15 minutes of the film absolutely and i appreciated that promise because i hate when movies spoil themselves in the trailer. Because you can't avoid that material. It's just going to be out there. And it happens all the time. And I know that like for the Godzilla movie from 2014, people were upset because you know Brian Cranston's spoiler alert's only in the first 20 minutes of the film. And the trailer certainly made him look like a bigger part of the film. But it also allowed them to hide essentially the second and third acts of this movie. Yeah. So you had no clue what was actually going to happen. And I appreciated being surprised for a change. So I don't even want to see another Endgame trailer. I don't want to see another uh, Captain Marvel or Shazam trailer. I want to go in knowing what I know now and be surprised by everything else. Yeah, how great would it have been, though, if the toy releases hadn't spoiled the Shazam family? Yeah. There is a small chance that they still may not because the toys are based off of initial concept art. You know, yeah, they I mean, had there to were toys. Those. There were toys for uh, in- Infinity War that weren't, you know, the Hulk coming out of the suit. And yeah, stuff, you know, that weren't actually in the movie. Well, Lex, Lex in his uh, mech suit was a, a BVS toy that obviously isn't in the film. Maybe See, that's now I'll be disappointed if they aren't in the film because I, I've seen the costumes. I'm like, oh man. But if they're not, it just means that maybe they will be next time. Sure, yeah, right? Like, there's just. It's something else to be excited about. It does seem weird that they were able to hide the fact that they are casting like five adult actors as superheroes Unless and nobody leaked it. I don't think they did. Uh, I'm pretty sure that they did, but... I don't know. I, I really... Like, that's the thing, right? Is to- Toys don't always tell you the whole story, and 
you know, maybe DC is, you know, has learned some tricks. I mean, what Marvel did with Infinity Wars trailers, like, you know, some people could call it, you know, being dishonest, but they really did hide what was happening in the Infinity War movie for the better, right? It was some interesting stuff that, you know, scenes that straight up don't exist in that movie. Not right. not deleted scenes, straight up scenes that don't happen. Yeah. You know, um, just tiny things, like a, a, one of the had Infinity Stones missing from the gauntlet. The fact know? that, like... Most of the actors filmed a dusting scene. There was only a few that didn't, like Karen Gillan didn't, and uh, Denai Guerrera didn't. So, but you know, all the original six, they they ended up doing it. So yeah, like they just used what they used, and yeah. they all had to go into the movie and see who died and who didn't anyway. <laughs> so I mean, in this case, maybe DC's learned to be secretive in their own way about you know their casting and, and things of that nature. And like, I miss, I do miss being surprised by an actor in a movie. It happens so infrequently now. Will you be surprised if the adult family is in there? I will be. Okay. I, I will be more surprised if they are in it than if they're not in gotcha. it. Gotcha. You know. Um, that, that would be more surprising at this point, right? But, like, in 2018, I think the most shocking, like, ca- casting thing in a film while I was watching it was Mike Myers in Bohemian Rhapsody. That's true. I was surprised to see that. And yeah. even then, like, I see his name pop up in the credits at the beginning, and yeah. I'm waiting for it the I'm entire like, time. Is Mike Myers. <laughs> Other DC news, Will Smith not coming back for Suicide Squad 2. Right. Yeah, um, it was a scheduling problem. It turns yeah. out. Well, I, I mean, it could be. He is doing. He's doing uh, Bad Boys for Life. He's doing Gemini Man, and he's also apparently now doing, doing Bright Two. On top of that, though, he's playing Serena Williams' father in a biopic. I saw that, but he's not cool. black enough, according to the internet. Did you see that whole controversy? Because his skin isn't dark. Yeah, enough? they said is his skin it? isn't oh dark enough. Can we just? All right. Just. <laughs> How do you feel about the dead, no dead shot in Suicide Squad 2? Because I know you you love Will Smith, and obviously you thought he was a highlight. I mean, it's disappointing that like my favorite actor won't be in the movie, but maybe it's for the best because this allows them to focus on other characters a little bit more and just have Margot as the lead instead of trying to split two A-list actors. Oh, well, the know? whole point of Suicide Squad is to have an ever-changing team because A, they keep dying, or <laughs> B, they get released because they've put in enough time. Right. So um, a lot of people think now's a good opportunity to add in Deathstroke. You know, let's a little bit of a powerful guy to be on the Suicide Squad. Like yeah, he's, he's a no superpowers. I mean, no, but like in terms of villains in the DC universe, he's a pretty like. My thing is there. like he never gets caught. He never really gets thrown in jail. He always escapes. That's his whole thing. Is that he's such a good but, tactician. But think about real world for a minute. The state of the DC EU. They've basically lost an opportunity for Joe's d- Deathstroke to be in a film. This would be an opportunity to salvage that character. Yeah. That's what I think. I think that's the best way to do it. But I, or you add him to the DC Universe uh, TV and he gets put in the Titan show. And he has done television. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's where that's he started. That would actually be really. pretty cool. I'd be pretty excited for so, that. Since he's be. a Titans villain. Yeah. I mean, that's... either way, I think it'd be a lot of fun. We I, could I would have him and put him in the Batman, but I don't see that happening. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not unless they get Marvel's de aging technology. I would have fun with him in either property. I just sure. think it's a damn waste to make him go through all that for one cameo. I wouldn't be upset about him being in Suicide Squad. It just, as a DC fan, it feels like that's he's batting with like uh, little leaguers. He, oh, could, he could be the villain 
in a yeah, Suicide that Squad would, movie. I'd be, I'd be in for that, for mm-hmm. sure. Interesting. Right? Like, that could be cool. Like, either way, I just... J- Joe Manganiello looked awesome in that okay. shot. I really like him as an actor. I enjoy the stuff that I've seen him in. I want to see that character, that version of that character. So... Whatever that takes, whether it's you know him in Titans or he's the villain in Suicide Squad, I don't care. I want to see him. Yeah. So. No, I definitely agree. All right, so not a lot of other news. Poor Luke Perry passed away after a really bad stroke. Sad. Um, he had the stroke on um, Friday, and by Monday morning he passed away. So he was really young, 52. 52. Strokes are due to blood pressure. Get that under control, people. Yeah, I mean, there are other causes, but... That's the highest leading cause in America. It's it's really sad. Like, at, at that age, you know, that's, yeah. that's a real bummer. Um, um, the worst part was, is, like, on Thursday, they announced a 90210 reunion and miniseries, and he was going to be a part of it. Yeah. Hopefully TBS does a marathon of Fifth Element. That'd be cool. Everybody's just spoken out. Everyone's, you know, pretty broken up about it. And, you know, he seemed like a pretty beloved guy. Yeah. Just personally, I, obviously, was- I don't know him. Yeah, I mean, if you lived through the 90s, he was a pretty big staple of the 90s. Like, 2010, the Gen Z kids are tweeting about how they loved him on Riverdale. So, I mean, he's still affecting people and fandoms. The Riverdale fans are pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, they actually halted production yeah. um, in the middle of the season to... Uh... Is he, was he currently on the yeah. show? Yeah. Oh, wow. he so plays they have to like, a, re- rewrite yeah. something. He plays Archie's dad and he's in almost every episode. Like, he's a fairly main character. Definitely like a B-level character yeah. on the show. Interesting. Um, and so, I know that's gotta be pretty rough. The worst part is they started off season two. He At the end of season one, he had been shot in the diner, so they're gonna have <sighs> yeah. to kill him off. But, like, they just did that scare a little while ago, so... I mean, maybe they could pull some... There was a blood clot that was yeah, likely caused by the injury kind of thing. Like, that happens. Like, like that... I mean, that's just mechanically what, what to do. It's it's sad, you know? Yeah. All right. On well, that lovely high somber note, note uh, we're going to take a quick break. We will be back with our pitches. Hey, everyone. This is Greg from Red Shirts and Runabouts. We're the resident Star Trek podcast as part of the Heroes Podcast Network group. If you love Star Trek and things science fiction, we're definitely the show for you. Join us every Thursday as we talk about Star Trek Discovery, the new Picard show, and other ongoing content and new creations from the Star Trek universe. If you want to find us, search Red Shirts and Runabouts podcast on Apple and Google Play. And if you want to interact with us as a host, you can find us at Red Shirts Pod on Twitter. Hey everyone, welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that lovely break. Get to hear Greg's sweet, sweet voice. <laughs> uh, so we are going to pitch some Disney, Fox, MCU movies. Basically, we are figuring out ways to incorporate the old Fox properties that Marvel has either not um, incorporated yet, or they were part of the Netflix and now have gone idle and will be used in a couple of years. Yeah, so Ray divvied up the uh, the different groups to us. So Ray assigned herself the X-Men. I did. She is the resident mutant expert. Uh, Ryan got the Marvel Knights. Ish. Itch. Ish. Ish. Yeah, I changed it up a little bit. Okay, That's so fine. we'll find out what that Whatever. means. But historically, that would include characters like Ghost Rider and Blade and, and Daredevil. Um, and Punisher and Elektra. The Marvel Knights were those five characters. And I got the Fantastic Four, 
who I'm sure everybody listening is very excited to have another movie depicting. As long as it's not another Orton story, I think we're fine. Like, <laughs> I mean, we know Midnight Pearl and Chad is very excited for your pitch specifically. at the bed. Uh, so with that in mind, I'm not going to go first because I want people to, I want the anticipation to grow. You want to keep people listening. <laughs> he has to sit here and continue Googling. Right, no. exactly. <laughs> I have my cast and I have my idea. Um, you know, I just, uh, just going to let one of you guys go first. We're going to put mine in the middle, right? So you know how you have the compliment sandwich? Right, you say something nice, then you say the criticism, and you finish with something nice. So, so yours is criticism. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> so that's what you're we're gonna do. Insult. This is the pitch sandwich. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess I could go first then, because Ryan's looking at me. Like... I mean, I don't. So... <laughs> I usually go first, so yeah. sure, let's mix it up and okay. have you be first. All right. So the storyline I wanted to do was House of M, basically because I could have a giant crossover cast. And incorporate a lot of people from the Avengers, a lot of people from the X-Men. The goal was to work with what we know were the new Avengers. Today there was um, a lot of sources reporting that uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s last film will be Endgame. And Chris Evans' last film is Endgame. So uh, I'm moving beyond that for people who have new contracts. We now have uh, a few more movies left in their contracts, that kind of thing, as well as brand new people, brand new cast. So, do you think do you think Tony and uh, Cap are gonna like ride off into the sunset on horseback? Yeah. Which one's gonna be in the front of the, the horse? And which one's <laughs> gonna be in the back? Oh, they're sharing a horse. No, I think. <laughs> I think Cap and Bucky riding off to the sunset would be the real... They would share a horse. Yes, they would certainly share a horse. But which one's the front, which one's the back? That depends on whose fan fiction you're reading. No, Cap's, Cap's on the, Gonna front, be in the front is the front yeah, of the horse. Yeah, I think that's pretty straightforward. If it was Falcon and and uh, and Bucky, then I don't know. I'm not Plus sure. the idea of the metal arm coming around is much, more, much more seductive. See, I want to watch the, uh, the ghost like, play scene with the Winter Soldier <laughs> arm. <laughs> if, you're, if you're on our audio, Rachel's actually drawing fan art of this right now. <laughs> like, I'm usually not a Cap bucky shipper but like if we're gonna reenact old westerns with them and like you're okay with it 1980s love scenes like <laughs> all of a ghost. sudden it yeah. yeah or top guns like take my breath away like <laughs> can we do that one scene. come on uh, <laughs> fantastic fantastic but then bucky doesn't is, even spike with his metal arm he is, spikes with the other arm for some reason <laughs> This is taking a turn. We're done, guys. Okay, that's what we're fantastic. Yeah. We're Episode guys. over. <laughs> this, this was Marvel slash fiction pitching. It's just me. Off the rails. Oh my god. What just happened? You know what just happened, Rachel. You've written about it before. Okay, so current current MCU characters. We're going to start off with the obvious one. Wanda Maximoff, played by Elizabeth Olsen. Wilson? Uh, Vi- Wilson? Vision, played by uh, Paul Bettany. Slash Wilson. <laughs> Vision! <laughs> Tom Hanks just wanders on No, set. I was thinking of uh, his Tom head floats away. Like, you just see his face behind no fence. Oh, yes! <laughs> Oh my God. You just feel so like the mind. <laughs> Guys, my pitch is really long. I went okay, all out. Okay. Mine is not that long, so we'll let you do what you gotta do. Uh, Vision, Paul Bettany, Quicksilver, Aaron Tyler Johnson, Doctor Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch, Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson. Isn't Quicksilver dead? 
cast in Marvel, Brie Larson, uh, Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman, Spider-Man, Tom Holland, Jessica Jones. I don't know if I agree with your Tom Holland casting for Spider-Man. <laughs> I, who's, I, who's not in your movie? I told you it was a big crossover. It's an, Aven- it's an Avengers movie. Oh my god. I told you that earlier <laughs> today did. and you were like, that's great. He wasn't listening. I'm, I'm excited for, for the pitch. For, I just, for a, lot, Luke, a lot of people. For Luke Cage, I recast as uh, Idris Elba. For Jessica Jones, I recast as Mila Jovovich. I wanted two people fairly close in age, and since Idris Elba is in his forties, I wanted a woman. Squirrel Girl does not make an appearance. But is she their babysitter? Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) God. That's all I need to know. I'm in now. Um, New X Men characters. So I had Wolverine. I cast Aiden. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Turner. From Being Human, and he played uh, one of the dwarf twins, Feely or Keely. He played the brown-haired, attractive one that fell in love with Tariel. Weren't they both the hot twins? I feel yeah, like they, they were really hot dwarves. They were hot dwarves. Okay. Emma Frost, played by Natalie Dormer. Ooh. Magneto, not the Eric Lyncher one, the Max Eisenhardt, played by Jason Isaacs, my favorite casting and I need oh, this to happen. He kind of looks like a grown-up Michael Fassbender. <laughs> Professor X. Like fi- Michael Fassbender doesn't look like a grown-up Michael Fassbender. <laughs> it's the stages of, of like Pokemon evolution, you know. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. We're done. It's okay. it's Michael Fassbender, Jason Isaacson, uh, uh, Ian McKellen. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I'm so happy with this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Professor X is played by Gary Oldman. Uh, Cyclops is played by Joel Edgerton, and Polaris is played by Blake Lively. Fascinating. So, the movie opens. Wolverine wakes up and remembers his entire life, something he hasn't done since the 80s. He knows something is wrong. He is in bed with a woman with green hair, Polaris. He knows her name is Lorna, and they met a few days ago at a bar. Only he knows he's never met this woman before. Did he have sex with her? Yes. Okay. He has conflicting memories of her, one where he doesn't know her and one where he does. He believes that he has been altered in some way. He panics and leaves looking for Charles Xavier. Captain Marvel is the most popular superhero in the world after the defeat of Thanos. She has become the leader of the New Avengers, a title the public gave. She is the official enhanced ambassador to the UN. Spider-Man is a ceremonial hero. He is the poster boy for superhero merchandise similar to the Into the Universe Spider-Man. He is married to MJ and she is pregnant with her first kid. Wanda and Vision are married with two kids. They live in a retired quiet they live a retired quiet life away from the spotlight in action. Quicksilver is a member of the Avengers along with his sister Lorna who goes by Polaris. Just wait. A charming man who goes by Magneto invites the world's mutants to live on the island of Genosha through advertisements in multiple countries. He bought the island and made it a hab- hab- Hmm. Habitable area to shelter anyone facing persecution from their families. This is the most public of all the mutant communities. That's the most I've ever seen you struggle with a word, by the way. I do that all the time. Do you? Yes, you don't read on the podcast much. So. That's true. Habitable. 
Okay, Derek, you don't need it. Habitable is fine too. Nakwaddle. It's like when people say Axolotl. comparable when it's comparable. Nakwaddle. Um, Frost and Cyclops run a mutant school on Genosha. Frost handles training mutants to control their powers, while Cyclops handles academics. Multiple well-known mutants work there, including Beast, Storm, and Iceman. Wolverine looks around at this new world at all the small changes and seeks out an old friend who has now joined the new Avengers. He finds Luke Cage and Jessica Jones now married with a kid. The child is a mutant around the age of seven with psychic abilities. Wolverine explains to Luke what is going on, that things seem right on the surface, but he knows uh, they've been tampered with. Luke tells Wolverine that he doesn't remember his old life, but believes him because some weird things have been happening with his kid. Their little girl has been saying things that are completely wrong. Why isn't Quicksilver dead? He was killed by Ultron. Spider-Man isn't married. What's going on? Luke and Wolverine decide to bring it to Captain Marvel's attention. Captain Marvel involves the current Avengers team with this problem. The team is Black Panther, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Polaris, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Quicksilver. Uh, Doctor Strange can tell that there are mystical changes in the world. He is able to pinpoint Genosha as the current source. The team heads there. Genosha is very quickly determined to be a red herring. They are met by the man Magneto and Emma Frost with contempt. There's no true source of mysticism coming from the island. The new Avengers end up being banned from Genosha. Getting help from Wong, Doctor Strange is able to discover that this world is an alternate dimension created by Wanda Maximoff as a reaction to Vision and Quicksilver dying. She has created a world where she and her friends are better off in the best possible way. She gave her the sister that her parents had miscarried uh, a life and her the family that she's always wanted. After much deliberation, it is decided that the world should be this world should be destroyed to let the old one uh, be restored. Quicksilver is at peace with his inevitable death, but Polaris is not. She sneaks away to meet up with Wanda ahead of time. Doctor Strange locates Wanda in an abandoned school in New York. Spider-Man elects to see MJ once more as his wife before it's undone and does not go to New York with the rest of the Avengers. They find Wanda is being kept in a coma by Charles Xavier. Polaris and Professor X are able to fight off the Avengers for a time and Quicksilver, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage begin to help them. Quicksilver doesn't want any harm to come to Wanda and Jones and Cage realize they would lose their little girl. It takes Wolverine a uh, eventually being able to convince Charles to let her go. Wanda awakes, terrified, angry. The illusion of the alternate reality is broken. Quicksilver and Polaris disappear. Luke Cage and Jessica Jones look at their hands to see no wedding rings. Wanda screams and reality is altered right before their eyes, kind of like all the different universes and into the Spider-Verse, kind of like the Dormammu and uh, maybe quantum realm, like all these things just kind of flash and there's like this spastic, um, you know, cinematic event. Um, her powers are completely out of control. Dr. Strange and Professor X work together to subdue her and control her powers. She looks at them and utters the words, no more heroes instead of no more mutants. Um, multiple enhanced people around the world lose their powers, including Captain Marvel and Magneto. That's the end. That's the end of the movie. So it's like a, this thing was all a dream at the very end, basically? Well, that's how the story plays out. I had to change a lot of characters who are either dead or non-existent. But yeah, that's how it plays out. Wanda's like that powerful. That's intense. Yeah. So that's like a, this, that's a post-end game film. 
Yeah. This would take place 2020. Yeah. Okay. Release then. That was an intense level of detail. House of M is one of my favorites, <laughs> and because it incorporates the Avengers as well as X-Men, I thought it would be a good bridge. After this, with there being a reduced amount of heroes, it could mean a smaller focus on a small X-Men team. Instead of feeling the need to have like 15, 20 people in an X-Men movie, mm -hmm. you could go back to the way Brian Singer did the first one where it was only five or six. Yeah. So, it's... I was trying to think through the steps logically and oh, that's good that's a lot that'd be a big film yeah it sounds like an interesting storyline might be a little much for a film I feel like it would have to be like a two-parter you'd have to make it into Harry Potter well because you have to the last movie you have to have the sequel that resolves everyone losing their powers no, you but don't. it doesn't need to be that way like certain people will get their powers back just like they did in the comics but certain people will also just be normal for the rest of their lives so. Then you never see him again. Right. They but can't like, make money on those toys anymore. <laughs> but like you said, like Captain Marvel lost her powers. Right? So the next film would be like her Captain Marvel 2, I guess. The would second be, origin story. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. All right. There would definitely be connections. That's my whole point is I didn't want it to be a one and done. I wanted it mm. to bridge the gap. And the things that happen in this movie are not completely undone by the end, that they have lasting effects on the world. I think that's a huge problem with the MCU. Even Civil War shows that some of them are, you know, best buddies again. There's no reason Iron Man should want to talk to Black Widow by the end of Civil War, but he does. They're friends, so whatever, right? Okay, fair enough. So I guess I'm up next. Mine is significantly less detailed than that. So um, is mine. It's okay. Mine's actually not based on any real story in the in Fantastic Four. I actually kind of think that might this. be a good, so, good bet. You think? Okay. I do. Um, Alright, so let me just pull up my cast list here. Okay, so... Um, I have kind of a small cast list. I really just cast the Fantastic Four and the villain. That's um, great. Now, there's one little asterisk stipulation in order for my movie to work, and it's because, again, own ownership rights. Uh, the villain is actually owned by Universal still, which is complicated and confusing. But um, can you guess who it is? You smirked. No, uh, okay. Um So I wanted to bring in the more, the Submariner. I love it. And his movie rights are still retained by Universal for some reason. <laughs> so um, That's fucked up. Which is really frustrating. So they have um, the Hulk and they have no more and that's it? Like, I think they have a couple other like one-off characters, but yeah, I mean, basically. So you're just going to try and ride the Aquaman hype train right now, is that what it that's is? That's exactly what it is, yeah. So okay. that's, well, that's what the companies do, right? Somebody does something successful and theoretically you would learn from that and do something similar. If not. Except Namor's not charming. He's just a flat-out dick. Well, no, he's right. nothing really personality-wise yeah. like Aquaman. It's just his look somewhat in power set is and his, similar. His well, he comes from Atlantis. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so in this case, he is um, he is uh, he's the villain in this one. And he, in history, goes back and forth quite a bit. Mm -hmm. But back during the original run with uh, that Stanley and, and Jack Kirby did, he was he had some villain type roles against the Fantastic Four once or twice. Uh, he's usually an anti-hero, but I actually thought this would be an interesting kind of encapsulated film. So there aren't a lot of connections to other things, but it does. It's it's caused by Age of Ultron. 
Okay. Okay. So it's not an origin story. The Fantastic Four already have their powers. Um, this takes place after um, after Endgame. My thought process was that um, now that you know after Endgame, a lot of people are probably going to die. We're we're assuming right uh, that some people are not going to make it through. It's probably I mean, just not. I'm gonna die. That's sad. Spoiler. Okay. Well, yeah. Well. I didn't say when after Endgame, but oh, after just sometime Endgame. after Endgame. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, so yeah, so the Fantastic Four are basically acting like a new superhero group to kind of step in and fill the shoes of a lot of the lost heroes, right? There's kind of that power vacuum now at this point. So Age of Ultron, refreshing everybody's memory, a giant city, uh, Sok- Sokovia, is picked up and dropped, and... Uh, my thought process was that a lot of the debris caused from that would have gone into the oceans and caused a lot of damage and maybe even impacted Atlantis itself. And that would, in the comic books, really piss off Namor. That happens many times in the comic books where that's when he becomes the villain is when somebody screws with the oceans, right? That's kind of the, the play. I um, like it. I'm good with He's that. kind of the ocean master, really. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I mean, there. And a lot of arguments, you know, are made about the comparisons between Namor and Aquaman. Aquaman has clearly become the more popular of the two over the years, but Namor was first. Um, even if at, even if Atlantis wasn't named first in Namor, it was named first in Aquaman. But um, the characters are very, very similar. You know, they just were kept by the, t- the two companies. So, um, so basically, he he sees, you know, an opportunity now for Atlantis to have revenge in the wake of Endgame, again, because a lot of the heroes are now gone. The world is still in a lot of disarray. Yes, undoing what Thanos did, you know, obviously made things better than after Infinity War, but it didn't, it wasn't just a perfect reset button. And I really, really hope that that's true, because if it's just a perfect reset button, that's going to be really disappointing. So, um, he takes this opportunity to kind of raise a army of Atlantis and attack right that was our dog she's keeping us company today um and so i guess i should provide some casting information here so i I tried to be a little bit i tried to be a little bit uh unique with with my casting and kind of provide some some different takes on some of these characters um because I, i the most recent fantastic four film may have been a flop but i appreciated that they were trying some different things yeah um and so i don't think that was the problem right i mean obviously you know michael b jordan's a fantastic actor in everything else he's ever been in same with miles teller so yeah, like you know. it's pretty good so so for namor i actually picked john boyega no responses Okay. No, I'm good with it. Um, okay. So, um, so for Reed Richards, I uh, wanted to kind of, I wanted to play with the ages a little bit and kind of make him, because, you know, he's portrayed a lot um, with, like, the gray hair and everything like that. So I wanted to kind of make him an appropriate age. So I actually picked John Hamm as uh, cool. Reed Richards. I like that. So I was just kind of picturing it, picturing that. And so um, for Sue, Sue Storm, um, I, okay, I want you guys to, to pick. I have two choices and I can't decide between Emily Blunt. It's a good one. Sorry. That is a good one. I actually didn't consider her. That's a good pick. Thank you. Um, I am really Jessica good. Alba. That's a... No. That's a missed opportunity. I like that. With but blue contacts. No, so I, I was thinking either uh, Kate Beckinsale or Lena Headey. I don't know who Lena Headey is, so I'm going to pick Cersei Kate Cersei Lannister. She's been in a lot of other things. But <laughs> He's watching Game I of mean, Thrones. Like... Probably Cersei Lannister of those two. Kate Beckinsale I love, but... 
She doesn't really have the look of Sue Storm for me. She doesn't. My my thought process. She was just recently in Pete Davidson's mouth. I don't need her acting for a while. Like, I don't want to see her anymore. (laughs) My thought process was that um, Kate Beckinsale obviously has the experience to do an action style film, right? With all the underworld movies and other things that she's done. So she could do the, the physicality that could be required in a role like that. But Lena obviously is a fantastic actor and could pull off the role really well uh she just doesn't have the same level of experience with that type of like action-oriented role that's not true she was on the terminator tv show yeah I'm not... she did a lot of action yeah. okay i mean that's that's true and I... she was in uh the judge dread movie the newer one. Oh yeah she was the villain yeah. I forgot that she was in that. Yeah, so great. she does so actually, So she's actually the better it was choice. It a huge then. role. Yeah. I forgot she was in Dread. Um, so she's probably the better choice. So Lena Headey then for Sue Storm. Um, Johnny Storm, I'm, I'm taking a real Chris chance. Evans. <laughs> His contract is up to Captain America, so. <laughs> I want them both to be in a movie, like, where Chris Evans and Michael B. Jordan, like, Killmonger and Cap meet up, and they're like, wait. Do I You're pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> More slash fiction. That's right. Maybe they meet like camping and there's like a f- little campfire. Now you're talking. I like where this is going. Can yeah. Cap and Bucky join them? Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So should I'm, we go to my bunk? I'm taking. A, I'm, t- I'm kind of taking a chance that here Cap on, on Johnny Storm, but I think from a personality standpoint, he could kind of pull off a little bit of cheesiness that I think the film would need to kind of balance off some of the more serious actors here. And so I'm going with Zac Efron. All right, that's fine. I think he's got the build for it. I think he's got the personality for it. Um, and he so, proves his acting like year after year. He gets he more does. intense projects, and mm-hmm. he's just. Have you seen Bad Grandpa? He was brilliant. Okay. Um, okay. So for Ben Grimm, who is the the thing, this is kind of my big outside the box. But I wanted somebody who has was very physical, but would obviously be doing mocap in Terry Crews. Yeah. <laughs> for who? Terry Crews. For who? The for thing. The thing. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I'm trying to think of his voice coming out of a rock mouth. Um, well, think, think of the old the old Spice commercials, okay? Right, where he's just like really loud Yelling and intense all the, all the time, right? And I think that would be the so thing. He's at not this even point. close to the punk comic Ben Grimm. He's. I want him to be loud. You want him to be Terry Crews as a rock? I mean, basically, yeah. Okay. You want him to be Terry Jeffords? Like, yeah, does he eat yogurt? He, yeah, how funny would that be? A scene where the, like the giant rock guy is trying to eat yogurt with a little. Spoon, I more like, want him to be talking in the third person, yeah. <laughs> right? The thing like the thing likes yogurt, you know. Like, I, just, I, I think personality wise, Terry would just bring a lot of energy to the role. I think that um, you know what he's done recently with like Crackdown Three, for example, would be would be really good. Um, now Midnight Pearl has a point. He can't do his uh, his Their pec, pec muscles, his not pec, breast muscles. His pec, pec jumping, his pec dancing that he does. He wouldn't be able to do that uh, as the thing. But maybe there could be some joke in there where the rocks kind of like shuffle around or something. I don't know. But oh, um, I don't know. This is getting worse and it's, worse. I, the longer I would tell worse. him to get a bra. <laughs> there you go. But uh, the thing in a bra. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so that's my cast uh, for it. Um, like I said, this is not an origin story, so they're already they already have their power. So you're never going to see Terry Crews, yeah, right? Um, you know, I guess if you really wanted to throw in an Easter egg, there could be a photo somewhere of him. Of, oh, I like, like that. The four of them before, you know, or something like that. But you know, he's going to be in mocap the entire time. So you have the opportunity of bringing back Alicia Masters, who is wonderfully portrayed by Carrie Washington and Fantastic Four. 
and uh, Fantastic Four Rides of the Surfer. And because she was great as Ben Grimm's girlfriend. And, it's, you an know. Inter- it's an interesting idea. Like I kinda, a blind one? Yeah. I kind of want to distance everything from the, like, that's, that's why like, it's not an origin story. Carrie Washington's like, amazing. That That's not. That's where I knew her from is because I, I watched those movies. I hadn't seen her in anything else. And so every time I see her, she's, I'm like, oh, it's the blind chick from uh, Fantastic Four. <laughs> my, my goal here was definitely to distance, right? So, so it's, there's no origin story. There's no Doctor Doom. It's not even a stereotypical Fantastic Four villain, even though, of course, they, they went up against the war in their original run. Most people have forgotten that by now. Right. Right. That was a long time ago. We're talking about the first, like, hundred-ish issues. Um, and so I wanted to focus on something that had connections to the MCU, Right, so you could talk about Sokovia, you could talk about you know the the Age of Ultron situation um, without having to bring in a bunch of Avengers. I didn't, I don't want there to be a Nick Fury cameo or anything like that. I wanted this to be very standalone. Is Doctor Doom going to cameo at the end? No, no, no. But it's going to be the one from the original Fantastic Four. <laughs> God, Julian McMahon. Yeah. No, thank you. He was awful. No, thank you. It was great. Perfect villain. Go back to Nip Tuck. But there's some fun cameo stuff you could do, right? They could get, like, you know, a delivery and the, the UPS guy is Doug Jones. You could do that. Aww. I like that. Most people would miss what that even is. So that'd yeah. be kind of cool. Well, it, most people don't know who Doug Jones is outside of makeup. True. So. Well, that's right. So that's a, that's a fun little cameo that he, he would probably agree to do because he doesn't have to get a bunch of Even better, <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne voices him. <laughs> Even better, he's a surfing delivery man. <laughs> All right. Or he, maybe he maybe he delivers a surfboard for Johnny. There you go. Johnny orders a That's surfboard. Adorable. There you go. Can you order a surfboard? I'm going to order a surfboard on Amazon. Amazon. Look, Amazon sells an all-electric go-kart that they I'm really looking. want me to buy. I'm sure you can get a surfboard. I'm looking right now. <laughs> All right. Don't forget to get board wax too. Um, Sex wax. For so midnight pearl suggested Ron Perlman as the thing, and I I think that. Um, you know, he's, he's done Hellboy and that was really fantastic. And, um, I just kind of want to separate from anything else that's been done before, which is why my cast, like none of them have been superheroes. I could pay $200 right now and get a Wavestorm classic eight foot. It probably doesn't qualify for two day prime shipping. It does. Delivered by Friday, March 8th. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, (laughs) usually big stuff like that is prime shipping, but it's not usually two day prime shipping. Anyway. Alright, so that, that's Amazon. my pitch. Amazon.com is not a sponsor. <laughs> Yet. Yet. Um, no, that, so that, that's my pitch. Something kind of different. I like it. I, I'm actually a big fan of everything you did there. Thank you. Yeah. I worked hard on this one. I really did. Because yeah. Fantastic Four is not a strong suit of mine, so I kind of went through a lot of top story arc lists and characters and to kind of come up with something a little bit unexpected. So yeah, I just assigned it to you because of the small cast. I thought it would be... She thought it was like handle. Yeah, right. I thought it was a good fit. <laughs> Instead, she gave me the characters I know the least about. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I thought. I How did, dare I, you, I Rachel? Worked, wait, wait. You ruined everything. I worked hard on this. I thought that I did at least a halfway decent job. You did. There's no way it'd be any worse than the other three movies. <laughs> That's true. Okay. <laughs> okay, Ryan, you're so. Uh, I didn't do my normal over preparing. I did. Time. I did. Rachel did that for yeah. me. Um, so I didn't actually do Marvel Knights. I did Midnight Suns, which is the same thing. What? Sorry, it's funny. That's the name of the of no, a group you're right. in Marvel. It's, you're, you're totally right. It's almost right. the so same group. I, I know. Other than Daredevil. Um, but I'm also doing it in Marvel 1602 style. 
<laughs> That's fantastic. Because the, so the it's comic a lot of steps. The comic, <laughs> not really. The comic wasn't that well received, but uh, it's upstairs. It, I have it too. What's it it's called? One of What's the this called again? Marvel sixteen oh two. No, no, no. The, Mar- uh, Midnight Suns. Midnight Suns. Thank you. Um, but Marvel sixteen oh two, if you're not familiar, was I can't remember who Gaiman. wrote it. Gaiman wrote it. Yeah. So I mean, Neil it's Gaiman. got a big name attached to it. Uh, it was Marvel characters as if it was. 1602 in medieval mm-hmm. times um and so i thought that's really cool and it would be a cool way to bring back some some characters that are slightly varied so um like the like daredevil and and punisher uh since it's not frank castle and yeah. matthew murdoch uh it's actually uh franklin castle and matthew murdoch uh you can, is that can you can, like, what is no it's irish <laughs> Yeah, Matthew Murdoch Murdoch is a blind Irish minstrel. Okay, all right. It's true. So yeah, I have have an uh, intro, but it's pretty basic. Uh, The movie opens with a fiery pillar shooting down from the sky. I know Rachel loves energy, sky energy things. I love sky beams. A middle-aged man in sackcloth clothes sees the pillar not far from where he's standing to the horses, and he jumps on a horse and starts racing towards uh, where he thinks the pillar struck. As he gets closer, uh, he dismounts and sneaks quietly towards where he saw it strike. As he approaches, he sees a large demonic female figure encircled by four smaller demonic humanoid characters. Just as he gets close enough to make out what they're saying, he hears, and we will end this world, and all the light in the world seems to disappear, and the screen fades to black. And it's basically setting up the Midnight Sun's uh, origin storyline, uh, which is involved, which involves Lilith, who's like the queen demon, with Blackout, who's a Ghost Rider villain, um, Meat Market, to- Nakoda, and Pilgrim. Do you have the song Black Hole Sun playing no. at any point? Blackout and Black Hole Sun are two different things. Just because they have the word black in them. No, but you, like this, this, the light all no, going out. No, Black Hole Sun is know? not okay. fading. Or not fading in at this point, no. <laughs> um, I didn't do a lot of casting for me because I, a lot of these have already been cast well. I, I would want to bring back John Bernthal for Franklin Castle. And I would want to bring back Charlie Cox as Matthew Murdoch. I'm sure he can do a pretty good Irish accent, right? I have no idea. English, so I mean, I don't, know, that's I don't think that those have to go together. I but. also have uh, Jonah Blaze instead of Johnny Blaze. Um, <laughs> he's uh, okay. Franklin Castle in this universe is a decorated knight of the Round Table. Really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, uh, Jonah Blaze is the king's messenger, um, and I had him cast as Nicolaj Coaster Waldau, Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones. Oh, that's I really like cool. that casting. Yeah. Um, and then we have Eric's Brokard instead of Eric Brooks. Uh, he is the leader of the underground crime syndicate, The Blade. Also a vampire, but, you know. That, Details. Yeah. Um, and I want him to be played by Mahershala, Mahershala Ali. Oh, see, Ray suggested that earlier today, and I thought that was perfect casting. That's a great choice. Yeah. I didn't really flesh out the story beyond that. It was mostly just, like, their their own group already when they have ties everywhere you have one guy that's tied to the underground you have one guy that's tied to the knights of the old or the round table where does that take place um england wherever sure i mean it doesn't really matter it's not really that's super important to the story just asking uh the 1602 comic book that was written by gaiman took place in um england and then the spinoffs took place in japan and yeah, I only America read the one in that was 1602. The first one, I think, is what I read. But so who who's the villain? Uh, the villain is Lilith. The oh, character's the name is Lilith. Lilith. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did she's you like cast her? Queen. 
I, I, I didn't. I was thinking uh, it has to be like a taller, imposing woman. I want to be somebody that works. Charlie Theron. Theron. No, I was thinking the uh, Phasma. Um, oh, Brienne? Oh. Yeah. Brienne of Tarth. Brienne of Tarth. Yeah. <laughs> Gwendolyn Christie. Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah, because she's very tall and, you know, broad. Like she's a good actor. That'd be cool. Um, and it would give her She chance. doesn't get to do a lot of, like, sexy stuff and Lilith no, is No, Lilith sexy. has some, like... She has some very revealing costumes. So. But she could also be, like, armored up. Who cares, sure. right? Like, who cares what Lilith This is, like, a medieval version, but, I mean, demons are not going to be wearing, like, sackcloth and, like, yeah. you know, chainmail, probably. Right. Um, but I thought it would be cool if these guys all had their own group already and that they... And I want them to, like, have to bring in King Arthur, Merlin, and the Knights of the Round Table and have, like... I want knights, like, fighting demons, and I want Ghost Rider on a horse. Like, you know, I loved that in the Ghost Rider Nicolas Cage movie. Man. Uh, Sam Elliott. That scene was so amazing. Like, you could talk shit on that movie, but I still have... That's one of my guilty pleasures, is that movie. I mean, I love Nicolas Cage. And then that scene with with Sam Elliott is just great. And I think... Can you imagine that, like, but in, like, chain mail and, like... That movie had some great CGI. All the elementals that he ended up facing with Blackheart and Mephisto, like, they were really cool to look at. They didn't have much character development. They didn't pose too big of threats for Ghost Rider, but... It was a different time. They were good. But yeah, that scene was Sam, that's the best scene in the movie, in my opinion. Yeah, but, when they're like, riding together. But then, then he has to leave at the last second to not any. So that, that kind of ruins it for me, though. Because basically, I, he's just like, see ya. I hated <laughs> so, that, like... He said, I only have it left in me to do one more ride, so I'm going to use it for this montage instead yeah. of this fight. <laughs> like, how dare you? I was like, clearly Sam never saw a Rocky was. movie. So. I guess I could just cast Sam Elliott as Johnny as Jonah Blaze. You know? Oof. He'd be a little old, but... I don't yeah. care. I could still do it. I could still cast him as that. Yeah. Well, I, Ghost Rider's I, the Ghost Rider till he dies. Like I, I kind of pictured this as like more of a Netflix series than a movie because That's I want to bring in like Marvel 1602 X-Men, Scotia Summerisle, Hal McCoy, and John Gray. They were so good. Who's a, who's a woman pretending to be a man. So yeah, she, she wouldn't like, be a page. Yeah. And, and then the four from the Fantastic. Fantastic. Captain Benjamin Grimm, Sir Richard Reed, Susan Storm, and John Storm. Yeah. I want I want to like have spin-offs for all these characters and I I think the idea of putting modern characters in medieval times is really cool. I've always I like the DC characters when you see like Gotham by Gaslight and yeah. stuff like that. They're different time periods. I always love that kind of stuff and I feel like that would be a really cool series. It doesn't have to have continuity with the current Marvel universe. Um, no, I, I think it's a fun idea. I mean, it's part of what we loved so much about Noir Spider-Man. I mean, I know yeah. it's not medieval times, but still, it's another era. Sure, any time right? shift like that makes yeah. it makes yeah. it a whole other twist on the character that you love. And and I think that medieval is really hot right now with Game yeah. of Thrones, especially That's with true. these characters that are like pretty dark. A lot of them are dark characters. Plus, can you imagine like a blind Daredevil uh, Irish? A minstrel that is like wearing leather, like medieval leather armor, and has like some sort yeah. of you know. I, I just think there's some cool costuming things you could do. If I was gonna role play it, I would not have picked Daredevil as a bard. He definitely would have been a rogue, but whatever. He wasn't. He, he was in the book. Yeah, no, uh, you're totally well, right. So, so I mean, right. I imagine this would have to be on Hulu, not Disney Plus. Right, right. There'd be too much violence. That'd be tougher from a budgeting standpoint on Hulu, but that'd be really, really cool. I mean, they do the hands Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, but there's not a lot of, like, 
battles. <laughs> you know? I mean, I was talking about bringing in Merlin and like yeah, there's no like there's not a lot of special effects required. You know, that's fair. that's the thing. Like yeah, sure, their costuming and, and set design is great, but that's all they have to worry about. <laughs> you know. Um, I don't know, maybe they could partner with Stars or Showtime or something. I just think seeing Marvel characters work with Merlin and the Knights of the Round Table and stuff, that sounds oh, yeah. super cool. And yeah. I just really it had to take awesome. it there. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's just, a, there's a lot of competition with, with Game of Thrones having its spinoffs and Amazon doing the Lord of the Rings show. If Dis- Disney and Marvel were to do their own thing of that style, they have to bring it. You know? Well, I think <laughs> that they probably would. I mean, it is... Uh, the biggest entertainment company in the world. So. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, you know, $100 million for the Lord of the Rings show. It's a lot of money for a TV show. Yeah. So. I don't even think they would need to spend that on this, though. You already have the Marvel name attached to it. Yeah. And you have, you know, pretty big-name actors. So, I don't know. I think that it would be a really cool one, and one they could do that would be very popular mm-hmm. right now. I'm with you. Plus, they could bring back Charlie Cox and John Bernthal. <laughs> they could. Please. That's, that is true. We need them truth all right anything else guys no those were our pitches let us know in the comments which one you liked would you fund any of these movies you let us know uh let's see so next up next week we are reviewing captain marvel we are seeing it this weekend Mm -hmm. we are reviewing it next week so go out See the movie. Join in on the conversation. We'd love to hear what you have to say. For some say. reason, my theater only has two. Sh- was only showing two showings on Saturday and two showings on Sunday. That's weird. I'm pretty sure they're going to add more, but it sucks that I have to wait till Wednesday before to yeah. get it. Anyway, that's my small rant. They do no, they did this for Alita too. Yeah. That's bothersome. Yeah. Anyway, they're pushing these movies in 3D as part of the. That's problem. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so that's what we're doing, guys. We're seeing Captain Marvel. Join us next week. Review the movie with us. Or, you know, don't, whatever. I don't (laughs) care. Um, Guys, sign off. Give your handles. Do your thing. I am the Star Trek dude. You can also find me on Red Shirts and Runabouts, the Star Trek podcast here on the Heroes Podcast Network. I am Ryan from Buster Props. You can find me here and only here. It's true. And I'm Siren Ray. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Don't forget to join us at Planet Comic Con the last weekend in March. We will have a live panel on Sunday at 11 a.m. We will be ranking the uh, MCU films, all of them including Captain Marvel, in a tournament style with the audience. Mm -hmm. So if you are somewhere near Kansas City around that time, please join us. And you can join in every Tuesday night live on Twitch here at uh, 8 p.m. to interact with the conversation, just like Midnight Pearl. Thank you very much for joining us and conversing. We always appreciate it. You can also check out our Patreon to help keep us going, keep the lights on, keep us in good condition, and uh, get exclusive content from all of the shows on the Heroes Podcast Network. I think that's it. Did I do a good job? All right. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Screen Heroes is part of the Heroes Podcast Network, hosted by Ray Stewart, Ryan Kucher, and Derek Mayer. Music provided by Flying Killer Robots. Follow Screen Heroes at Screen Heroes Pod on Twitter or at Heroes Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and HeroesPodcast.com. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, or any number of other podcast apps. If you enjoy the show, consider supporting us through our Patreon or coffee to help keep the lights on, guys. Patreon.com slash Hero Podcast. 
coffee.com slash heroespodcast. Catch you next time.